0: This is the Beyond the Story podcast, a show that goes way beyond the story. And now, Sebastian Frost! Damon, welcome to the show.
1: Sebastian, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: It's great to have you here, dude. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out with me for just a few minutes here. Uh, to chat about what you do and tell your story a little bit. So for for context, let's let's dive right in. Let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and, and your backstory.
1: So sure. My backstory is I'm uh, Damon Lemby, um, born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. Grew up <clears throat> sports was really the number one thing in my life. Uh I got drafted out of high school by the Atlanta Braves, had a big choice, decided to go play baseball instead. Uh, Excuse me, play baseball. I take the scholarship at Pepperdine University uh, instead of going the minor league route. And, um, you know, I got hurt, moved on to Arizona State, played there. And then, you know, Sebastian, like a lot of people, a lot of of baseball players, I thought that uh, I was ready for the next level. I didn't get drafted. And here I am, 22 years old. And my dreams of being a baseball player, you know, my identity was over with. You know, and so it was time to move on, and I had to do something else. I'm really fortunate. I come from a family uh, that has had a lot of successful businesses, great entrepreneurs. Um, my father, who unfortunately passed away ten years ago, twelve years ago, uh, we had a, a large real estate company, a hotel chain, and at the time he was starting. And I'm dating myself, but this is back in 1995. He was starting a, a computer training company called LearnIt. And like a lot of great entrepreneurs, he just went to solve his own problem. You know, he wanted to digitize our portfolio, real estate. He thought the class was long and boring. And he's like, there's got to be a better way to do this. So he called the old CFO of our savings alone and said, I want to make classes short and exciting and fun. And that's where Learner was born. I didn't know if I had any skills. I just got done with school. And so I started at the reception as a receptionist there. Um, I wanted to prove to everybody that you know I wasn't just put in daddy's company and, and at the top and fast forward 7 years I uh I I moved up did sales taught classes became the CEO and here we are 28 years later and um learning's great we're now a full corporate trading company and we have upskilled over 1.8 million people in the last uh 28 years so it's been a pretty fun interesting journey and earlier this year i wrote a book about my uh, it's called the learn it all leader and it's a book just kind of about what i learned from playing from some hall of Fame baseball coaches that i've carried over into my professional career yeah i gotta ask who's your baseball team well the giants san francisco giants okay i was gonna say you know, you're, I,
0: you're, you're you're in you're in uh, the bay area so is it the giants or it was it did you take a liking to the to the braves
1: no, well, I like the Braves because they're a client of Lernert's, so of course I like them. Sure. But a uh, local guy, um, the Giants, um, I got to know Barry Bonds really well back in the day. Yeah. Um, but uh I'm kind of bummed that the Giants didn't sign Otani. Um, but but apparently he said he he didn't like the uh the homeless problem here, so he decided to go to Los Angeles instead for 700 million.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess at that point you can pick and choose what type of uh neighborhood environment uh you, you really want i guess when you have those those type of uh of numbers going i'm a i'm a chicago cubs fan because i like pain
1: hey but the cubs got a great stadium you know yeah, they do Great, great ballpark, you know, throw back to the old days. I've, I've been there, you know, there in Fenway. So, yeah, I, I like the Cubs. I like the Cubs. Still. You can't not like it. Man.
0: You go, to, nah, Wrigley, you go to Wrigleyville during a Cubs game. You think it's the World Series. And then you look at their record and you're like, oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we picked up somebody not too long ago. So I'm pretty excited about it. I didn't get the memo on there, but my buddy texts me. He's like, hey, did you hear the news about the Cubs? We got somebody on a 10-year deal. I'm like, they do 10-year deals in baseball?
1: Hey, well that guy Utani, signed a 10-year deal and I don't know if you saw that but he's yeah. deferring 680 million of it over 20 years.
0: Smart man, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. No, I, <laughs> I, I, at, I, at yeah. that point you're like, "All right, I don't even know if I can spend all this money in a lifetime." It's unbelievable. Yeah, it, unbelievable. it, it really is. So let's dive in a little, a little bit to to the for a, you know, f- someone that's not familiar with the corporate Learning space on here. What exactly do you guys do for corporations and brands?
1: So basically, what we do is companies turn to us when they're looking to, let's say, upskill new managers. Let's say people get promoted for the first time from an individual contributor role to a manager role, and they need a new skill set. So we do we do cohorts and and live virtual training from everything from you know how to how to be a, give better feedback, how to how to coach employees to even, you know, how to teach uh, Microsoft Excel, you know, or how, how to better use Microsoft Excel. And we typically work with HR departments, chief of people, and, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been great. You know, you kind of get to see behind the curtain how these organizations are run and and kind of be able to have an impact on, you know, some of the directions that they go on and, and helping some of their, you know, mostly we focus on, I'd say, mid-managers because um, that's where a lot of the work gets done. So that's where we focus,
0: and then so twenty eight years. That's you know that, that that's a long time. I was um, I was two years old when you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. One can only wish. I'm forty four. Yeah, I mean, so it, I was. I'm fifty
1: one. All right. I can't, so, I can't believe it.
0: I forty four, feeling twenty four. I don't know about you, but uh, feel, yeah, feeling. I feel thirty two. Thirty two. <laughs> so how did technology play into all of this? As you know, it continued to unfold over the past 28 years but then as you knew as you know you know with the onset of social media 15 plus years ago it really started to accelerate things so how did how did things start to change for for you guys on that on that technology front
1: well you know prior to the pandemic we were already doing some virtual instructor-led training classes instead of just in person. You know, we were about eighty percent in person, twenty percent virtual. Um, when the pandemic happened, you know, we were able to flip pretty quickly, and now we do about eighty percent. And the experience, and I'm sure, just like in podcasting, is so much better, so much better now than it was when we we're using Adobe Connect and, and everything Skype. and um, <laughs> and Skype. You know, and so a lot of it is obviously really changed. And then on the on the technology front, you know, we do a lot of Microsoft Office training. And I think the cloud has been a has been a, a game changer. You know, getting everybody into the cloud, you know, off premise from for their technology, it's easier to access. You could you could be more flexible. Um, and as far as people, you know, believe it or not, our Excel classes sell out sell out every week. You know, so <laughs> a lot of people think, well, you could go to you go to YouTube and learn Excel. You do this that sure, but. Bottom line is people still need to learn those types of skills, and uh, the next phase with you know AI. I, I think I'm a I'm a fan of AI, and I, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how that correlates and you know goes alongside technology training courseware development. Um, they're already saying that like developing a course, Sebastian, for us takes about forty hours. Now with AI, you could probably take that number down from forty hours to maybe. 14 hours, which is a huge savings.
0: Yeah. Time. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's, it's always been said, especially over the past few years about AI and the onset of it, use the word onset a lot. That must be my Thursday word. Um, but it's a tool, you know, it it, can replace a lot of jobs and things that are happening. Absolutely. But I don't think that you're ever going to replace human interaction, actual human interaction, with because this whole idea of robots is just absolutely terrifying you see that do you see the 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 la game with the uh with the robots in the audience
1: just no kind of- i i i heard about it because weren't they they're, they're trying to like uh i guess sense people's reactions or something or yeah. they had yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah. they're just sitting there like
0: a bunch of fans, just two robots just right in front of you. I'm like, could you imagine your seats being right next to them or behind them? Uh, but it's clear they're sitting there and studying human behavior uh, yeah. at a at a live sporting event, which is just crazy. But my point is, I don't think that we're ever going to go. Well, instead of having to deal with that person, we'll deal with a robot instead. So AI being a tool and being able to leverage that tool to make the product even better, mm-hmm. I think is one of the best parts about artificial intelligence. Have you guys already started to integrate some AI into what you guys do?
1: So, first of all, when people come to me and they say, Oh, is AI going to take your job? You know, I said, I don't, I don't believe AI is going to take your job. I think people that learn how to leverage AI, they're the ones who are going to take your job, you know, because they're going to be able to leverage these tools and get themselves ahead. <clears throat> yes, we we've we've started to integrate it into our content, you know. Copilot, which is recently released from Microsoft, you know, we were teaching that in classes, um, but mostly behind the scenes, you know, like like everybody else, it, it took me a little bit of a while to get my uh, instructional designers to feel comfortable, you know, in using, because they just wanted to do it themselves. But now they're like, man, this this saves us a bunch of time. And it's not like you can't just type in a couple of words, you know, build a class on emotional intelligence and, and let it happen. You know, it just starts the conversation really, you know, and um, it just, it, it helps. So yeah, I, I try to, I'm a big fan of it and, and I try to get get my team to leverage it like myself as much as possible.
0: What What's going to be on the on, I'm not using the word onset again. I caught myself there. Your Thursday word. Yeah. It's my Thursday word. Uh, so, guy walks into a bar. So what what uh what are you guys excited about that. for <laughs> what are you guys excited about for 2024? What's going to be added to the mix and your existing offering and what you guys are already doing?
1: So I think what's going to be exciting that we're adding to the mix is, you know, you can't just come in and take a class on how to how to be better at giving feedback and then think, "Oh, I got this worked out." You know, we're adding in some gamification uh, potentially a virtual reality, you know, steps the, along the way that, that could help with the retention. And um we got this whole new thing around habit building. Um, I, I'm not fully versed in it yet. We're at the onset of uh, <laughs> of uh habit building, but just just more to like make it more than just hey, let's take a class or two and, and go from there. It's it's like how to help retain uh retain what you learned and and move on. Yeah. So yeah.
0: So, when it comes to acquiring new clients, you got you guys have been in business a very very long time. Has it been? Yeah. Is there is there any outbound and outreach and, and and business development that happens in order to acquire new clients, or how do you, how do you guys continue to grow
1: the business and the brand? A hundred percent. I'm a I'm a I'm a sp- more of a sales guy than a marketing guy but i think you need both. Um, you know, we have we have about 70 employees, we have about 12 sales reps. Uh, I'm a big fan of the three gentlemen we follow the most for sales are Jed Blunt, you know, fanatical prospecting, Mike Weinberg, Sales Simplified and Anthony Honorano, I butcher his name. So yeah, we have a new business team and we have an account management team. The new business team, they're actually out there making calls. You know, and so I know a lot of and and they are, you know, they're they're a younger generation when sometimes the younger generation is like, no, nobody makes calls anymore. Hey, but you know what? It works, it still works. Yeah, you know, and so the, the goal is to get on a call, you know, and just you know, hey, this is so and so from Learn It. I want to share with you some insights we have. Can we book another time, you know, uh next week to to learn more about what your learning development needs are? And that that's how we generate um our, our new business
0: and what would you say has been the biggest lesson over the past 28 years that you've personally experienced with with the
1: business i'd say the biggest lesson that i've experienced over the last 28 years is that if you're going to have a successful business you got to you got to build a a great team and surround yourself with great people you know and you got to continually um have an open mind and innovate, you know, you can't, you can't just be status quo, do the same thing. So you can, you'll just get, you know, you get polarized, you know, get stepped on. So I, I think that's one of the things that learned that I'm, well, I'm most proud of the, the talent we've been able to acquire, you know, especially at a tough market, like San Francisco, you know, with, with all, all the companies around here, um, you know, so hire great talent, give them the space they need to be successful and continually find ways to do things differently, I wouldn't be able to be here 28 years if it was just the same thing over and over. I'd, I'd lose my mind. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You constantly have to uh, innovate to be able to uh, to to stay relevant. Because you're exactly right. I love that. If you don't, if yeah. you just, if you, if you fall victim to this is the way we've always done things, yep. there is always going to be something or someone that's going to come along. And like you said, absolutely polarize what you Ooh. have been doing because there's always a better solution because we're constantly evolving. And that's the most exciting part you know, about life. Uh, well, yeah. man, it's been great to learn more, ha, pun intended, about uh, what you guys, you <laughs> what you guys do. I'm a little more candid on my on my podcast interviews, because as a, I'm a comedian as well. So, you know, for yep. me to be able to take a comedic jab every now and then attempt at one
1: or just, re- I think, I, I think being a comedian is a tough job, man. I have, it's brutal. I have a, a good friend, Dean Delray who, who went through the grind and I'm really proud of what he's been able to accomplish. I mean, it's a brutal job. Good for you for sticking your neck out there and getting out of your comfort zone and doing it.
0: Mike, well, I mean, I, I've been speaking for 15 years and I could but comedy terrified me. So I finally had a guy had a guy on the show started a Miami comedy scene down here and was like, "Hey man, just come out to an open mic next week." And there's no way you're not going to be good at this. So I get there and he's like, "All right, you're third up." I'm like, "On the open mic list." He's like, "No, in the showcase. Don't bomb." And uh, I nailed it. I did like a seven minute set, and I I don't ha- I'm not really keen into let's go chase that next open mic or show, and I want to be a comedian type deal, but. What I have been able to do is when I'm booked to speak and the client finds out I'm a comedian, they're like, hey, I know your talks on Tuesday. Do you mind roasting the attendees tomorrow night before the cocktail party? So it's become that keynote comedy combo type deal. And I'm still trying to integrate, you know, the, the two together. But you're exactly right. Uh, whatever's on hey, the, does other
1: the side uh, of roasting. Does the roasting ever go, go the wrong way? Like where they get pissed because, you know, you offended somebody before your keynote. Thankfully, I don't do like
0: large corporate where you're really going to get your hand slapped. I go more towards the unconventional experiences sometimes there are conferences and things of that nature but everybody's pretty cool and i i'm fully immersed you know with the experience so after my talk i'm hanging out and whatever activities are i'm not the guy that talks and runs back to his room so i've already started to build some rapport i'm already cracking jokes before during and after because i can't help myself so by the time it's the one of the ones that came to mind was um they're not always a roast. Sometimes it's just you want to do a set and I'll do a, you know, five or 10 minute set. But I was in Cancun in April for a gig. I know. Nice. Terrible. Right. And it nice. was, a, it was a group of realtors uh, for a, yeah. for a virtual assistant company. And they said, yeah. Hey, can you roast our group of realtors? And I'm like, I have been training all all of my life for this. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I woke up I woke up that morning. I was supposed to kick the day off with the comedy set, which is wildly awkward at nine o'clock in the morning, but whatever. Yeah. We're, we're in Cancun.
1: You're in Cancun. And
0: I could bring a beer with me at nine AM, you know? So um I I, I woke up and I had no voice. So I said, hey, I know this, Joe. I need to just rest this thing all day, and we'll see if we can yeah. do something towards the end of the day. Well, I rested it all day. That evening, we were going to a show, uh, Circus Soleil, and it was 45 minutes away. And we got on one of those big tour buses, and the guy got up, and he's like, welcome to Cancun. It's about a 45. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, they got a microphone, Sebastian. Let's go. And I was like, all right, you guys want some. So I did a 10-minute set on the bumpy roads of uh, Cancun to po- 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 Vallarta, I think it was maybe, and uh, ended up pulling that off and and roasting business. some realtors, which it was good. Has it ever gone south? You know, when, hey, they, realtors,
1: when realtors, are easy to roast. I mean, like you keep like I said, I grew up in a, fam- a big real estate family. I know I know a lot of realtors. They're they're an easy audience. Yes, to hammer.
0: They definitely are. I started with their bus- yeah. I started with their business cards and the pictures on their business cards. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's good. There there are worse things than making people laugh. You know. Yeah. making people laugh and then getting to start a podcast.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree.
0: Well, David, it's been great to, to, to meet you and to chat with you and learn more about what you guys have built here over the past 28 years. I want to encourage you to keep up the great work. It's clear you guys have created something that uh, the world needs that corporations need. So keep rocking and rolling uh, with all that.
1: Any final thoughts for our listeners? My uh, final thoughts are like we talked about earlier don't be don't have a know-it-all mentality always be open and flexible and willing to try new things and get out of your comfort zone because that's where true that real growth happens absolutely
0: great final thoughts i could not agree more thanks again for your time damon i really appreciate it brother thanks man until next time friends Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Beyond the Story podcast. We sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure to appreciate it. Signing off from the podcast, LaunchLab.com Studios. We'll talk to you next time.